Everywhere we look, it's being thrown in our faces. Try this, buy that. Convenience, comparison, consumption. Our society is rooted in materialism and overconsumption. That's why it's time to get unrooted. I'm a mom of three with a passion for intentional, joy-filled, and eco-friendly living. Here on the podcast, I talk about sustainability and intentional living, but in general, we really just dig into ways that we can unroot ourselves from these harmful societal norms in order to live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life. I'm Kayla Rogers, and you are listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. So I want to talk about something today that is probably a pretty cliche. Some people are probably tired of hearing about it and just hearing it in general. And if it's not for you, then that's okay. But I want to talk today about six ways that you can romanticize your life. And I know, I know you might be like rolling your eyes and thinking how stupid that sounds. And again, if it's not for you, that's okay. But for some reason, our society, like everything is aesthetic nowadays, right? Like when you go on Pinterest or when you're scrolling on Instagram, it's all like the aesthetically pleasing houses. And and I feel like for some reason, I always see people talking negatively about that and talking about how like, oh, well, you just like that because it's aesthetic or something. And it just, it really like baffles my mind that people, I guess, don't understand how like making your setting, like making your home a certain way, dressing a certain way. Like it's not, I mean, I guess to some people, it's probably about the image that you put forth, but I know me, like I do put a lot of effort into like my house and making it like fun and colorful and kind of like boho and quirky. And it's not just like for the vibes and for the aesthetic. It's because I romanticize the fuck out of my life. And because I want to like embrace things and make things fun and you know, for me, that means like color and stuff. Like that's what makes me happy when I walk into my house. It's like ah, a breath of fresh air. And it's just like, this is peace to me. You know, this is calm to me. This is what makes my soul feel rejuvenated. And for some people, it's the opposite. For some people, like, you know, like the sad beige mom moms out there, this one's for you. You know what? Some people do like things more neutral or like earthy tone and like calm and like minimal. And again, I hear so much people like just talking crap about that and judging that in a really like off-putting way. But I don't understand what like the issue is with making your home and like surrounding yourself with a setting that makes you feel calm and happy and at peace versus like what would, I don't know, what would the better option be? Like not decorating our house and like cleaning a home that we hate every day, especially for stay-at-home parents, dude. Like if I'm going to spend 99% of my time in this house cleaning up like other people's messes and serving my family and, you know, giving so much of myself in the, like these walls that surround me, I'm going to at least make these walls look cute and like (laughs) decorate them in a way that makes me happy, you know? So anyway, I, all of that to say, I'm all about romanticizing your life. Why wouldn't you, you know, why wouldn't you try to make your life something that makes you feel fulfilled and rejuvenated and amazing, you know? So if you're someone that's kind of heard about romanticizing your life, but you don't really know where to start or you're like, I mean, yeah, that sounds cool, but 
how though, you know, I'm going to lay it out today. I'm going to give you six easy ways that you can start romanticizing your life today. Like as soon as you quit this episode and you like exit out of Spotify or Apple podcast or whatever, like you can go and do one of these things or all of them or like three of them, you know? So anyway, I'm about to lay out six different ways that you can romanticize your life. So pull up the phone app, the notes app on your phone, get out a pen and paper or something because this episode is about to be a banger. So just like what we just talked about, number one way or first way to romanticize your life is to make it aesthetic because why the hell not? You know, pick something that may, and who cares if it's trendy, who cares if it's basic, who cares if everybody else is doing the same thing, pick a style that you like, right? And figure out a way to make your home and your space a little bit more aesthetic and not in a way that's just you think matches other people's vibe. Something that really like speaks to you, resonates with you, and makes you genuinely happy. You can literally go to the thrift store and buy like whether that's whether you're into like farmhouse decor or modern decor or like the boho decor or a mix of all of that or like eccentric, literally any kind of style that you want. Just walk into Goodwill. And like work on making one little corner of your room aesthetic. Like you can work on a bathroom first or maybe your little like coffee. If you have like a coffee bar, work on your coffee bar. Work on making some corner of your home aesthetic and just a place that you will really just feel like happy and amazing in. And then slowly like you can make your whole house aesthetic if you want. And that's like a process. So, you know, I'm not saying go get rid of all your stuff and redecorate today. I'm just saying like... If you have kind of like had that notion in the back of your mind where like, oh, the aesthetic moms are like those aesthetic accounts, blah, blah, blah. And part of that in you has been like almost jealousy that you don't, I guess that you haven't been able to like embrace that an aesthetic side or like you're kind of like, dang, I wish that I could do something like that. Let's just do it, bro. Like just do it together. Make the commitment right now to drop all of those preconceived notions and Whether or not you think that something is just aesthetic or like just for the vibes, that's okay. Like if it makes you happy, decorate, you know, your dining room in all of that cute trendy decor, you know? So number one is just make it aesthetic. And like, you know, if you've had weird thoughts about that, just drop those thoughts and who cares, you know, because you only have one life. So of course, if you want, some people don't like the like matching aesthetic thing and don't really care about home decor and it wouldn't really make a difference to you either way. And if that's you, then that's totally okay too. But I know I am not like that. (laughs) So if you are anything like me, just switching up the vibe of your home and like changing a few things here or there to put pieces in your home and like piece together decor in a way that really makes you happy and just makes you feel more at home and like joy filled while you're in your space. To me, that makes so much of a difference in day-to-day life. So number two, like number one is kind of talking about like home and just like embracing that aesthetic. Um, Number two is to declutter your clothes, like just go in your closet, get rid of all of the clothes that don't fit you, don't make you feel good. Um, like that sweater that you have and you keep because you're like, oh, it's a cardigan, but it's really itchy. And every time you put it on, you just like want to crawl out of your skin because you hate the texture, but you're like, maybe I'll wear that with long sleeves one day. Girlfriend, just like grab a plastic bag and shove that shit in any, any tank top that like bunches up at your sides weird. And every time you put it on, it makes you feel insecure. 
put it in the bag, you know? The pair of jeans that hasn't fit you for two years, but you're like, no, 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 maybe, no, I'll keep them just for a little while longer to see if I fit them in the next few months. Throw that shit in the fucking bag, okay? I promise you, if you get rid of a pair of jeans, unless maybe these are like soul sister jeans or something, in that case, put it in a bin underneath your bed and then maybe come back to it in a few years. But you can go to Goodwill and find like jeans in every single size for like six bucks, okay? So I promise whatever articles of clothing that you're like really stressing about and you don't want to let go of, but you know that you're not wearing and they're just cluttering up your closet, throw it in the bag. I, I, I swear to God, <laughs> I have overhauled my entire closet so many times. I have one in tra- like with trash bags so many times. And there's been like one time where I donated something and then regretted it a few months later. So just do it. Declutter your clothes. Get rid of the stuff that makes you feel insecure, ugly, um, not good, uncomfortable, donate them. Okay. Or try to sell them like whatever floats your boat. Me, I just drop that stuff off at Goodwill because I'm too lazy to deal with like, you know, trying to sell all of it. But anyway, declutter your wardrobe and build a wardrobe that you love. Again, you can go into like whatever store you want, In order to do this, you can do this slowly, like buy one or two articles of clothing a month, or you can do what I do and just like go in the thrift store and find a bunch of stuff that like maybe will work. And you know what? Maybe you'll hit it on the good day where like green tags are 50% off or blue tags are all $1 or something, and you'll find stuff like that. So anyway, thrifting is a way to find clothes super, super cheap, and that is what I highly recommend Because then like, if not all the pieces work, you could just take them back and it's like, or it's like $2 for a shirt. So it's like, cool. If you don't like it, just throw it back in the Goodwill bag, you know? Um, But anyway, declutter your clothes and just slowly build a wardrobe that you love. And especially if you're a stay at home mom, I found like, I felt like this makes such a difference in day-to-day life. Um, And not even, I'm not going to sit here and be like, get dressed and get ready every morning. And like, that is a way to remind, romanticize your life. If you like do your hair and makeup and wear a cute outfit every day, I am not on that level yet. However, I am on the level of if I try on a pair of sweatpants and they make me feel frumpy and like gross and weird looking, I throw them in the Goodwill bag. And then I, you know, I don't know. So I slowly have like done this and built a wardrobe of things that make me feel good. Even my like lounge clothes and even the sweatpants that I do have or like the yoga pants, whatever, are things that I put on. Then I turn around in the mirror. I give my, like, you know, I I check myself out and I'm like, damn, you look good. You know, even if I am just in leggings and a t-shirt or a tank top. Um, And again, it's because like I'm very ruthless with my wardrobe and it's like if it does not make me feel good and I don't think it makes me look good, I give it away because I'm not going to want to be walking around my house like already feeling overwhelmed and stressed because I have a million kids and I homeschool and I'm constantly cleaning up after other people. But then like feeling ugly on top of that or like feeling uncomfortable in the clothes that you have like even your lounge clothes what like what anyway so like I feel like for me it's made a big difference getting clothes that make me feel confident even if I'm just like standing around my house in yoga pants and a tank top like they're gonna be yoga pants and a tank top that make me feel hot as shit and you deserve that too so number two is to declutter your clothes and build a wardrobe you love and I promise even if this sounds like a pain and a lot of work, when you look in your closet and in your dresser drawers and you see all 
clothes that not only like fit you and they're comfy, but they also make you feel really good. It's literally one of the most rewarding experiences ever. And that might sound dramatic to some people, but if you know, you know. And if you don't know, I hope you find out very soon and you commit to like doing this after you listen to this episode because I promise it makes a world of difference. Okay, third way that you can romanticize your life is to start indulging in little pleasures if you haven't already. Um, And this, again, some people might roll their eyes at this and that's totally fine. But literally for me, one of the biggest ways that I've been doing this lately is to learn how to make the little drinks that I love at home. So if you have like a coffee maker or if you're really into like tea or again, like coffee or like fancy smoothies or smoothie bowls, like if there's something that you love that's simple like that, that you could just make at home, figure out how to make it at home. And for me lately, that is matcha lattes. My go-to order at Starbucks is always a venti iced matcha latte with oat milk and three pumps of peppermint. And that is, it's literally like that is a day changer. Like if I'm having a crappy day and I go get my like peppermint matcha from Starbucks, my day is instantly, it's went from like a three to a, a, a nine or like an eight, you know, to be, to be fair. But anyway, it, that can like shift your entire day. Just like those few sips, like the first sip when it's just like a breath, a breath of fresh air. And you're like, oh my goodness, oh, life is worth living again, (laughs) you know? And again, if that sounds stupid to you, that's fine. But if you know, you know. So anyway, learning how to make those drinks that you love at home can be such a game changer because like if I'm having a crappy day, I literally, I bought ceremonial grade matcha for like 20 bucks on Amazon. I already had one of those little like milk frother thingies, like the little stir thingies. I don't know how to like explain it, but the things that stir up your milk really fast and like froth up the milk. Um, and literally, and then like a tea kettle and that's really all you need. So like for my, if you're into matcha, get ceremonial grade matcha. And what I do, this is Ali Casaza's method. I absolutely love her, but she taught how to make her little like matcha lattes on her Instagram. So anyway, take some like hot water, mix it with half a teaspoon of the ceremonial grade matcha powder and froth it up with your little milk frother. And then add a little bit of like maple syrup and then a plant-based milk or a milk of your choosing and then like stir it up some more. And there you have it, like an amazing matcha latte. And I even bought the peppermint syrup. That way, like if I'm feeling the peppermint matcha, I add a couple pumps of peppermint in it too. And it's like, it tastes better than what I usually get at Starbucks. So like indulging in those little pleasures, again, is not only like a great way to romanticize your life, but... I don't know. I feel like it's just the ultimate treat yourself kind of moment. Being able to make things that make you feel luxurious at home, even if it's not like luxury. Like again, it's like $20 for this like big bag of matcha that lasts me a couple months, but it just takes my day from like, like it elevates my day. If I'm in a crappy mood, like that always makes me feel better. So finding little pleasures like that, that you can indulge in is such a great way to romanticize your life. And it might sound really small to some people, but almost everybody that I know has like expressed the same thing, whether that's like fun little coffee drinks that they make themselves or like, you know, like whatever the case may be, like these little pleasures can really make a big difference in your mindset and your day-to-day life. 
And, I mean, they can also save you money because if you're making your fun little drinks at home, then you don't have to go spend like 5 or $6 at the fun little drink from Starbucks or Dutch Bros or wherever you go get your fun little drinks. So just an added bonus, you know? The fourth way to romanticize your life is honestly my favorite one. And I feel like this is something, even if you're not trying to romanticize your life, if you take nothing else from this episode, I hope that you take this one, okay? And that is practicing gratitude. It's something that I've talked a lot about on this podcast because it's something that completely shifted my entire life, if I'm being honest. Um, but literally just looking for the things in your life that you're grateful for, whether that's making a mental list in your head and like naming things off for a couple minutes or getting on like a piece of paper and a pen. Like that's what I did right before this episode. I was feeling like kind of tired and sluggish and I was like, you know what? We're going to do gratitude really fast. So like I have my notes for this episode and in the paper margin, I did a little gratitude list and I filled it all the way to the bottom, like the 20 whatever lines. Um, And I just like named off everything that I could think of that I'm grateful for today. And let me just tell you, like the vibe that put me in was it literally like took me from just like a tired, sluggish, groggy state to like such a higher vibe of just thinking about all of these things in my life that I love and I'm grateful for. Also, if you can hear the rumbling in the background, it's storming like really intensely here in Texas. So that is thunder. Um, It's not like my stomach growling or anything. I promise, guys, I'm good. But if you can hear the thunder, like, my bad. I don't think that there's a way for me to edit that out. So just you enjoy the ambient, 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 I don't know, thunderstorm noise with me. But anyway, back to the point, Um, gratitude and just practicing gratitude can really elevate your days no matter who you are, okay? And even if you don't believe in the law of attraction, which I do, and practicing gratitude is a huge part when it comes to, um, I don't know, you know, when you focus on the good, the good gets better. If you focus on what you're grateful for, the universe will give you more things to be grateful for. I'm a huge believer in that. But even if you're not, just being grateful for the things in your life can be a very eye-opening experience. To me, on days where it's hard, that's an automatic mindset shift. Because if I get in a negative spiral and it's like, oh God, like this sucks so bad. Or like life is so hard right now. What the heck? Then it's like, no, Kayla, open your freaking eyes. Look at this cute pink frilly lamp sitting on your like desk that you thrifted. You love that lamp so much. And every time you look at it, it brings you joy. Look at the bag of goldfish that you stole from your kid's snack cabinet that you get to snack on after you record this podcast episode. Look at this cup of matcha that is just going to make you feel so happy and like give you a serotonin rush the minute that you take a sip of it. Like all like, and those are just the tiny physical things around me that I'm grateful for. There's like a million other ones, but then the bigger things like the way that my kids laugh when they're playing together and like their faces when they were spraying each other with the hose out back today. And like, anyway, when you look for those pieces in your life that you're really, really grateful for, again, I feel like not only does it put you in a really good mindset and a much better headspace, but it's also, it helps you like stay present and like look at the things around you right now that are good and appreciate them. Cause I feel like so often we can get lost in thinking about the future or thinking about like, gosh, I just can't wait until my kids are old enough to be in school. And then I don't have to like be this overwhelmed all day, every day, or I can't wait until I get that job that I really want, or I can't, you know, we're always waiting for that next big step in life and that next big milestone. And then when those things come and years have passed, we look back and we're like, oh my gosh, I like 
there was all of these amazing things happening around me and I didn't stop to appreciate them. I didn't stop to like notice all of these amazing things that now are gone like literally forever. And anyway, so I feel like gratitude, like practicing gratitude on a daily or at least like really regular basis helps you appreciate those little things that maybe otherwise you would overlook. And I feel like when you do start practicing gratitude regularly, that is like one of the biggest ways that you can romanticize your life. Because when you look around at how beautiful and like just amazing these things around you are, I don't know, it just makes those little moments even more special. Okay, moving on from gratitude, the fifth way that you can romanticize your life is to plan little adventures. And I'm someone that has always loved like doing outdoorsy things and doing adventure, like not doing adventures, going on adventures. And I feel like that's something that I've always kind of prided myself in. But it was a few years back, like kind of when I started my intentional living journey that I saw the quote. And it's funny because it's, it's, I didn't realize like the picture that I'm talking about is actually sitting on the wall right in front of me right now. But anyway, I saw a quote on Pinterest and It was, if happiness is the goal, and it should be, then adventures should be a priority. And it was such a light bulb moment for me because I was like, oh my gosh. And at the time I was living in Korea, but like we hadn't traveled anywhere from Korea. We hadn't even like ventured out. Like there was a really cool base, maybe like an hour or an hour and a half away from us that had my favorite place in the world, which is Jamba Juice. (laughs) Like it literally had a Jamba Juice that had like a much bigger like store on the base and just a lot more things to do in the surrounding area. But for some reason, my husband and I were in a place where like even doing that drive with our toddler um, was just way too much at the time. And we just, we didn't even like think about having little adventures and going out and stuff because he was burnt out from work. I think I was like burnt out from the photography business that I was doing at the time. And I had just kind of like stopped and realized that we hadn't been prioritizing adventures. So anyway, it was then that I decided to like get out a piece of paper and like get a cute little frame. And I did like pressed flower art with like really cute, like script lettering of that quote. If happiness is the goal and it should be, then adventure should be a priority. And I put that like right in front of my desk in our Korea house too. Um, and it was then like looking at the paper one day that I was like, we, okay, we need to plan an adventure. Like this has been staring me in the face all day. So then we planned a little adventure to Japan and to like take our toddler to Tokyo Disney Sea. And that trip was like so soul rejuvenating and it just gave me so much life. Um, I actually like lived in Japan during middle school or like a couple like elementary through middle school and it was my favorite place that I've lived in my entire life so like getting to go back there was amazing and like a memory that I will cherish forever and it was all because of like the little quote that reminded me that like I need to start prioritizing adventures again so that's something that I've kind of like taken with me throughout I don't know, throughout like my journey of motherhood and just realizing that, especially because my husband's in the military. So we move around a lot. We went from like Korea to Fort Bragg in North Carolina and now we're in Texas. And the one thing I don't want to do is leave each place that we live and realize like, oh my gosh, we didn't do anything cool. So when we lived in North Carolina, we made it a priority to like go hike in the mountains and to like take a few beach trips and take the kids to see like cool places or go do little weekend trips somewhere. Um, and I don't know, I truly think that like if I didn't have this light bulb moment of how important these little adventures were, I don't think that I would have done like 
even half of those. So anyway, this is that's something that has like helped me romanticize my life so much is knowing that those little adventures are worth planning. And even if it's kind of like stressful to plan them and go book hotels and stuff and like pack everybody's stuff and drive there. Like it can be a hassle, but those little, if you are someone who like likes to travel and likes to see new things, those little adventures can I don't know, just like give you so much joy and happiness and like make core memories for you and your kids, which in my opinion is one of the most important things ever. Um, So anyway, plan little adventures. If you have not adventured lately and that's something that brings you a lot of joy too, pick something cool to do this weekend. And it doesn't have to be anything like, you know, huge and elaborate. It could literally just be like, going on a cute little hiking trail in your area or taking your kids to the zoo or planning a little picnic, you know? It could be something huge. It could be something small. But in my opinion, like, it's such a great way to romanticize your life to, I don't know, prioritize those little adventures or big adventures. Okay, the last way to romanticize your life is to step into that main character energy. And I know, like, again, this is another thing that people just joke about, like, oh, main character moment, like, she's having a main character moment. But okay, let's be, let's be for real. I know that, like, maybe this is going to sound so self-righteous, but we are each our own people living our own lives, right? And I'm not, like, self-centered to the point where, like, oh, nobody else matters. It's just me. However, in this light, like, I am stuck in my body. I'm stuck in my head with my own thoughts. So, like, I am the main character of my life. And, like, sometimes I wish I wasn't, if I'm being honest, but that's just how it is, you know? So I feel like when you kind of just come to that realization of, like, oh, like, that, yeah, I am. I am the main character because this is my life and this is my story, you know, as much as the other people around me matter and they're living their own lives and they're the main character of their own story too, but like in in your life, you are the main character. Um, so just freaking embrace that. Like step into that energy and own it. I feel like for so long, I've been so insecure. And for some reason, the closer I get to 30, the more I just step into this energy of, oh my gosh, like, and I feel like people said it to me so much growing up or like I would hear it in books and in movies and just ignore it and roll my eyes of like you only have one life you know literally YOLO like it it was like our motto for so long you know but like truly you only have one life to live and like all of us are gonna die one day and then your thoughts aren't gonna be like bumping around your head anymore you're not gonna be in this body that has carried you through so much anymore you're not gonna be able to like tell the stories and like make the memories anymore, you know? So like just step into that because you are fucking amazing. You are powerful. Stop hiding, you know? Stop playing it safe. Do things that make you happy unashamedly because who gives a fuck what anybody thinks, you know? Like truly, who cares? Like, oh, if it offends so-and-so down the street, like the clothes you're wearing or the color that your hair is or how loud you blast your music in the middle of the day when you're having a dance party with your kids like who cares it is your life and I feel like we all owe it to ourselves to live a life that makes us feel happy and like if nothing else I really like wish that for everybody and I know that not everybody gets that and that breaks my heart but like 
you deserve to feel happy in your skin. And I know that like confidence is really hard. And if you do have like insecurities, which everybody does, like I am not going to sit here and say that I am not extremely insecure about a lot of things, but I feel like just learning to accept that and embrace it can just be so healing. And when that snaps in you and you kind of like something just shifts and you're like, wait, I actually don't give a crap because we all just are humans like we are like our souls and our brains and our collective thought and consciousness floating around in these like weird meat sacks you know and like we like certain things like if you really like the color red but you feel like it flushes out your face so every time that you see a red shirt you're like oh my gosh I wish I could pull that off but who cares literally who cares if people think that it's going to make your face look splotchy if that red shirt makes you happy fuck everybody's opinion at the grocery store. Like, you're probably not going to see those people again anyway. And if you do, will they remember how you looked in that red shirt? Probably not. So I know it's hard to, like, stop hiding, stop playing it safe, and to get out of your own head in those moments. But if you are trying to romanticize your life, I am just saying, that is a great way to do it. Just step into that main character energy and drop the shame that comes with that. You are allowed to be your own person. You are allowed to like what you like. You are allowed to wear what you want and listen to the kind of music that you want. And even if society trains us that those things are not okay or those things are like not accepted, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you know, some people have a little bit like questionable (laughs) hobbies and things like that. Of course, I'm not like condoning anything that's like, harmful in any way but like you know again if you love the color green but you're just like oh gosh I could never wear that just wear it you know because why not like who cares you know and I know you probably you care and anxiety the anxiety in your brain is screaming at you that you need to care and that you need to overthink it and that you need to like take into account what everybody might be thinking about it but you know what I am just gonna I'm gonna give you permission right now like wear the damn thing, do the damn thing, you know, whatever it is, like just embrace that. I don't know, the fun, vibrant side of you that's been like begging to come out. And I feel like it's, a, that's another way, like not only to romanticize your life, but like indulging your inner child. Cause I feel like as kids, at least like, I know for me, my experience was, I was very expressive and I was very, doing exactly what I want and not caring what anybody thought about me, wearing what I want and expressing myself in whatever ways that I wanted. And then somewhere along the way, I just lost that spark. And it's really sad to like think about the confident, spunky, like, you know, kid that I was versus like how most of my adulthood has been. Cause it's like, where did that kid go? Like what happened to you? Like who hurt you? You know? And obviously, you know, just that's just life. I feel like life dulls the shine of so many things that are like, you know, we start out as these amazing, unique rocks. And then they put us into like that rock tumbling machine, soften out all of our edges and like make us try to come out as something that's socially acceptable. But like, screw that, you know? So anyway, I hope that this gave you, I don't know, confidence And just like that permission and knowing it is okay to step out of that comfort zone and like do things that you want to do, do things that make you happy. Oh, okay. I've just went on like a tangent. So if, if that like spoke to you, I hope that like, I don't know. I hope that was a light bulb moment for you because I feel like when I finally embraced that and like when that moment of realization hit me, it was such a big mindset shift. And honestly, like, I feel like I have been so much happier lately with, I don't know, like when I get dressed to go out, it's like 
oh gosh, will people think that these shoes, blah, blah, blah. It's like, who cares? Literally, who cares? <laughs> I don't care. And it's just such a freeing mindset to be in. Um, so anyway, that's the six ways that you can romanticize your life right now. Just to sum it all up, um, make it aesthetic. Because why, why not, you know? Declutter your wardrobe and build a wardrobe that you love and makes you feel like comfy and confident and just amazing and hot. Um, number three, indulge in little pleasures, like fun little drinkies that you can learn how to make at home. Four is practice gratitude regularly. Five is to plan little adventures and just to start prioritizing adventures again. And then six is to embrace that main character energy. So I really hope that you can take if not all of these, then at least one or two of them and like just commit to them. Because again, I feel like there's something so special about romanticizing your life. As much as people want to like roll their eyes at it and be like, oh, romanticize your life. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you want to? Why wouldn't you want to live a life that feels like beautiful and romantic and like fun and joy filled to you? I Like, I just don't understand why anybody wouldn't want to embrace that and live like that, live in a way that makes you happy. So again, I hope that this episode was helpful for you. I hope that it made you feel empowered and I'm giving you permission to like go do something to romanticize your life because you deserve it. You deserve to like live a life that makes you happy. Oh, so thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you know someone that you think could be helped by this message or you think needs to hear about ways that they can romanticize their life, please share it with them. Share them this episode, send it to them. Um, I would absolutely love to, I don't know, help empower more people with this message and help other people romanticize their lives. Because I feel like when you do start doing this, so much can change in your life. So much shifts in like amazing ways that you could never dream of. And even if it's just like a mindset thing, that's still so huge you know i hope that this episode spoke to you i hope that like you got something out of it and just thank you so much for tuning in until next time 